Hello there, Dan, and hello out there to all of our faithful listener. It is uh, <laughs> great to uh, be back and rolling here in the, uh, I was going to say the new year, but, you know, uh, I feel like at this point in the month of January that uh, it's too late for the Happy New Year. I feel like if you haven't wished the Happy New Year yet, then you missed that opportunity. You got to wait till 2024 now. That's funny. You know what? Actually, just yesterday, I saw somebody that I hadn't seen yet this year, and uh, I and I wished him a happy new year. Just like that was like the first thing out of my out of my mouth. I, I don't know what it is. I think I think there's something that wants to. I think there's something in us that wants to hang on to that new year portion because it makes us feel like it's not too late. Do you know right. what I mean? It's the, it's the clean slate. I I have fully moved on to. Uh, I haven't seen you since last year. Yes. You know, that's obviously a very clever and original joke. Uh, oh, yeah. Look, feel my, free to use it. My boys uh, yesterday, uh, we had pizza for supper. And they were like, we haven't had pizza yet this year. Or this is the first time we've had pizza or since last year. Or, you know, I, you know? I, I have to say that that is a strong parenting win. I, I agree. Yeah. 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 It's 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 good. But again, like I think we just want to uh, I think we just want to hang on to that. uh you know, to that newness. I tell you what, you talk about the different transformation. This, I was just thinking about this right now. I, I when you were first talking, I, well, you're kind of introducing the topic. We haven't introduced the topic yet, so right, right. So we're talking about transformation. The difference between you know two places. I was looking at the window here because here it's like a snow globe, and like it is snowing right now, and we've got a lot of it. And you sent me a picture of your surrounding this morning, and man, it, it just looks totally different. Yeah, you know, I'm out walking the dog, singing the green grass grew all around, all around. And, uh, like, it's not just that we have grass out, it's green. And it's not, like, new green grass. Like, the, the grass never died. We've never had snow long enough for it to even lay down. So, uh, yeah, you know, this this idea of, of change is, is a welcome one. And it's one that is always consistent with the uh, brand new year or clean slate theme, right? Like this, this year is going to be different. That's a, a famous line. I, you know, I'll just, I'll just throw to it. Cause I know that you know I, what I'm thinking. I'm thinking about it too. So if, if you, I don't, I don't even say grew up in the nineties, but like if you watch television in the nineties, there was like this five-star first gear binder that everybody had with the zipper. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, and, and so like the, it was a back to school thing, but it was like, this year is going to be different and you're going to do your work and you're going to buckle down. You're going to be organized. And Anyway, it was hilarious, but because the idea was at the end of it, you know, it says you might even talk to a girl and then the guy like loses his courage. It says next year is going to be different. Exactly. And I feel like that is the refrain of the Montreal Canadiens fan. Uh, uh, no, I mean, uh, really, it's it's the Leaf fan and most any hockey fan, honestly. But I think it is, you know, we desire better. Mm -hmm. And I think that we will to some level, honestly admit to ourselves that, you know, whatever it is that we are doing is not producing what we want. Uh, and so in order for us to achieve the result that we want, there has to be some change. But that change is just easier said than done. We don't especially like that part. The, th the change that we want is typically either in circumstances or we want it like, you know, we want it in self-improvement in, in some respect, either in the ability, form. the hell oh, that'd be all right too. Uh, you know, the, either the ability to do something or the ability to not do something anymore to, right. to look different, to feel different. But the, 
the agents of change, that's typically what we are uh, resistant to. Right. We, we want the, the change of result. Right. The right. other thing that we want over it is we want, in many ways, complete control. Like, typically the change that you're the most resistant to is the change that's either being done around you or the change that's being done to you. Right. You know? And so we kind of want it on our own terms, but oftentimes that's not really the way that it works. No, it just doesn't seem to be. And it kind of brings us to... Uh, our first verse, and again, like I'm sure you've picked it up by now, uh, our, our subject is change. And, uh, you know, the church loves change. There's, if there's one thing the church loves, everybody man, that's, loves that's change. It. Everybody loves it. And the the verse says, uh, so, sorry, we're looking at Romans 12, chapter 2, Romans 12, verse 2. Let's do that instead. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Yeah, and you know what? That's that's a great verse. That's a a you know a verse that often talks about or we often point to as like a turning point in the book of Romans, or yes. chapter 12 being a turning point in the book of Romans. And just looking at this idea of transformation, right? Now, mm-hmm. again, it says right off the hop. Like, don't conform to the pattern of this world. So it's identifying a problem, right? Like, right. this is, this is we've, we've identified what we don't want to be. And that's kind of the first part. And frankly, that's kind of the easy part, right? And, and honestly, <laughs> that, that's a part that a lot of times people will help you identify, right? Like, they'll point out what, what is wrong. And it says we have to be transformed. And so that, that word transform... Uh, because you know, we've, we've listened, we've got your letters and your emails and, uh, they, they want more Greek. Mm -hmm. Um, no, they don't, no one does, but look, the, the Greek word transform here is metamorpho. Okay. And the, it's where we get our English word metamorphosis. This is all very interesting stuff. Um, and of course the, the go-to, uh, example of metaphor metamorphosis of, you know, when you are talking about metamorphosis with your friends, uh, is the change of a caterpillar to a butterfly, it's which a very is hungry a caterpillar. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a remarkable change. Uh, it is a, you know, just like, wow, like completely different change. Uh, I think that we could agree it's an improvement change. And uh, it's important for us to understand, like, it's it's just something that is a completely different form, right? Like, it's it's abandoned the old part of it altogether because, and I think that's important because I think for you and I in, you know, the season of life that we live in or the time and age that we live, uh, if I hear transform, I know if I, if I said the word transform to my kids, they would think transformers, mm-hmm. right? I, I think transformers. And it's important to understand that as we talk about this kind of transformation that's being talked about uh, in Romans is, you know, a transformer will transform and then transform back. And that's not what's happening here. We don't ever transform back. That's right. That's right. And the interesting thing even with that illustration is I think it goes all the way back to do not conform to the pattern of this world because the transforming back helps the transformer blend in. And it's funny because you kind of identified that as the easy part of saying like, well, that's the, like, don't conform to the pattern of this world. Like we know that's the problem. Unfortunately, a lot of times the change that we want is to fit in more. Yeah, you know? that's fair. When, when we start to move towards Jesus, 
and we start to kind of be a little different and you know people point that out we go oh, that makes me feel weird or uncomfortable and so i want to go back it makes me think i know that you're going to remember this we used to have these posters up in our room i i had on up at the at my office at the church and, and i think in our youth room for a long time and it just came out of i don't know there was some like youth group magazine sunday school paper or something it was and a it, vbs thing i'm pretty sure was anyway it had this poster in it and it had that verse do not be conformed and it had a picture of all these penguins and it, you know penguins you know you see a whole bunch of them it'd be hard to pick one out except for there was this one that oh, was like green with a yellow belly and a red ball cap mm-hmm. and he was and it was like he stuck out right right and you know because to your point like we're we're talking about something that's completely different like that caterpillar to butterfly metamorphosis transformation um there's a wonderful show that we've talked about before called the chosen and if you haven't seen it then you need you need to check it out uh you can go to the chosen tv or the chosen.tv uh, or if you, you google the chosen, the chosen app, it's going to come up you're going to find it it's you can watch so it on good. netflix you can watch it on youtube or you can watch it on the app it is the so, app is the angel app it is so so good so good um and there's this wonderful line in the first season where somebody who's been transformed by jesus says i was one way and now I am completely different. And the thing that happened in between was him. And that's an important thing to note here because I want you, I want us to notice it says, but be transformed, not transform yourself. Right. But it's passive. That's something that's happening to you. It's not something that you're doing. It's something that you're yielding to by the renewing of your mind. And that's your part. That's the yielding It's changing your thinking so that God can change your life. That's right. It's a, it's allowing God to move in you, that you would be filled by the Spirit, filled in the Spirit, and that you would move towards Him in the way that He desires. And again, He's not going to force you, but it is you are the object that's being acted upon in this way. And again, that that moment in The Chosen, I just want to skip back to that really quick, just because yeah, yeah. I, I think it's important. Um, because I know that, you know, if by some miracle we have over 10 listeners that one of them uh, has heard about the chosen and they're like, oh, I don't want to watch that because every time they do something like that, it is uh, it's hokey or it's mm-hmm. whatever, or they might say like one thing that I don't like or don't agree with. And so look, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta watch this. Yeah. Uh, e- even if you did feel that way to a certain extent, there are so many people that are being touched by the show who are connecting with Jesus in the first time for the first time. And this gives you an opportunity to interact with them on that thing, to invite them to this transformation that we're talking about. It's an opportunity that you can't miss. Yep. I agree. Anyway, 100%. that's 100%. just a little rabbit that I want to chase there. Uh, now the second part of that verse, just very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Is the result, right? Because it says when you do that, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And sometimes I think with Christians, we go, well, I just like, I don't know. I, just, I don't feel a lot of direction. I don't feel, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, when we allow God to transform us, I'm not saying you're going to know like, oh, now I know who I should marry and where. I, I think that's helpful in that stuff. Sure. Like what I should do for a job, they seek in the Lord and that. But as far as knowing what God's, week. What, exactly, you're kind of getting ahead, right? And for the next week's podcast, you have to come back. We talk about discerning God's will. And mm. this is what, like, you can't do it without a transformed heart. That's right. 
And, and look, it, it also introduces the process of that way you'll be able to test and approve. Mm-hmm. Right now, when we hear test, we think, well, don't test the Lord, your God, right? Like, you know, God, if you want me to do whatever, then don't let this phone hit the floor. Right. You know, and that's, you know, that's not it, but we should be able to weigh and evaluate things using the things that God has given us by coming before him in prayer and asking for clarity by weighing it against his word. Look like there, there are some things in our modern lives that it's difficult to be like, well, where does the Bible speak clearly on this? Mm-hmm. Um, but there's not a ton of those. Yeah. I think that a lot of time when we say, well, the Bible doesn't really address fill in the blank. I think probably 80 to 90% of the time it's like, well, the Bible addresses it, but not to the result that I want. Right. There's like this broad thing where I already know what the answer is, but I wanted to say like very specific pinpoint and, uh, yeah, and as you say, that like when you're looking for that, you've already know what God's will is, and you're already looking for a way around it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Usually, especially like, can I do this? Can I do that? If you have to ask, mm, yeah. Was there anything that you wanted to uh, tag on there before we move on to the next one? No, let's jump into the next one. All right. So uh, the next verse we have in Second Corinthians uh, five seventeen, and this is a really familiar one. And this is a great one for the new year as well. Uh, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And look, this is just kind of jumping back on that point uh, about the transform thing and that we tra- we are called to transform, but we are not transformers. Uh, you know, although that would be wicked cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyway. I just, I really want to chase that, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't transform back, right? The old is gone, right? It's like you don't go back to what you were, right? Uh, we talked about, uh, in the freedom one where, uh, we don't hang out by the tomb, right? You know, you don't go, you don't transform back because that would be going back to death and death is not where we want to live. Sin is not where we want to live. That was the problem in the first place. It doesn't suit you anymore. Think about mm. it like this. Like, you know, I remember when we were kids and you'd drive a bicycle like for however long, right? And then, you know, you get bigger and the old bike really wasn't doing it anymore. And then you get a new bike, right? And you're on the new bike and, you know, it's it's bigger and in your mind it's faster and it's better. And like, you know, the old one didn't have any gears and this one has like 10 and like, all this wonderful stuff, right? And when you think about that, you're never on the new bike and thinking, man, I wish I could just go back to my old bike. You know what I mean? Like this, it doesn't, it doesn't suit you anymore. It's, it's too small. It doesn't, it doesn't do the things that, that you need to do. Like you've grown, you've literally grown out of it. And so you don't think back to like, oh man, I wish I could have that old bike. Like, right. and and the I, the thing is, is that if you did, you're putting limits on yourself. You're going back because it's it's too small. It doesn't go right. And it's not, it's just not made for you. Like I, I love this idea that it says the old is gone. Like it's the idea of, you know, uh, Elisha burning the plow, right? It's the, hmm. it's the, it's, it's burning the ships, so to speak. Like the, the old is gone. The new is here. Uh, and this really leans into uh, you know, what we talked about in the, I guess we didn't have a podcast on it, but the, the week that we talked about baptism, yep. 
right? Like that's, that's what this is. This is like the baptism is that is dying to self is that literal it's death. death to self. Then we are buried in the waters of baptism, identifying with Christ in his death, burial, and then resurrection. And we are raised as a new creation in Christ. The old is gone. It's dead. Yes. You don't go back to it. It's, and it. And if you did go back to it, it looks ridiculous. Like you say, it'd be like, you know, the idea of a giant man on a tiny bike. Uh, you know, if you, if you transformed in your, in your diet, you know, let's say that you were 482 pounds and then now you're down to a tight 190. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you put on those big pants and that big shirt and walked around like that, people be like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, it, look, it looks ridiculous. It, right? it looks, it doesn't look right. Uh, you know, or, and the same as we grow up, you know, like if you're, you know, wearing your size 4T Thomas, the tank engine shirt that, you know, you just loved and would not take off, uh, from a few years ago. No, you know what I mean? Like, but it doesn't look right. Right. And it doesn't look right because it isn't right. Right. It makes me think of Galatians. I think it's 220. It says, for I am crucified with Christ. So I no mm. longer live, but Christ lives in me. Right. It's, and again, like, and that's the old self dead, gone, crucified, obliterated, like destroyed. Like, and again, now the, now the new life is Christ's spirit in me, which kind of takes us to uh, uh, the last verse that we're in which is 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, which says, You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. That, right. that the trans, again, that transformation comes from within. When it says that you have overcome them, that's the, you know, the spirits that are not from God, even, even very specifically the, the spirit of the antichrist, like the opposite, right? He says, you don't have to worry about that. You've overcome that. Not because of you, not because old self just got better and better and better until it finally got to new self, but because the one who is in you is greater than the one who's in the world. That's such a that's such an amazing verse to hang on to. Yeah, and look, and just to clarify, when you, when you say it comes from within you, it is something that has been placed in you. Yes. It is not of yourself. And look, that's, I think that that is like the point that we miss completely as we embark on change, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And, and it's why change doesn't effectively happen because we lean on ourselves. And that's why that change is, you know, ineffective or it doesn't last because it's, you know, we desire change without transformation, right? I want, I want that different result, right? Like, I'll tell you what, you talk about a, a gazillion dollar idea and look, I would consume this a little, literally, like if you could mar- like create a potato chip that causes you to lose weight and gain muscle mass and, you know, grow your hair back and turn your eyes purple or I don't know, like whatever it is, all the things that you really want, you know, you get different flavors or different results. You know, this is like munchos would be like macho man. You'd be like big muscles. Uh, and then yeah. Yeah. Lays. You'd be more laid back or something. I, I don't, <coughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm still working on the branding, but apparently look, because that's, that's what it is. No, nobody's going to say it, but they're like, I want a different and better result. But I don't want to do anything. That's right. And and I don't want, I really actually don't want to change anything. I just want to eat chips and get skinny. 
Yeah, we want and, we want the result. We want the end result. Right. But we don't want to have to do anything, right? And we look, don't want to have to This this is a good example of this actually. I'll just like tell on myself. So a few like I I try I have tried like I'm I'm not a heavy person. I don't think I'm ever going to be like I'm kind of more built like Kermit the Frog, right? Like I got really skinny arms and legs. I'm kind of like at the the bit of a belly. Um that's just how life is. And you know, sometimes I'm like, "Oh, I'd like to lose a little bit of weight." Uh, and so I, and, and often truthfully, I can, I can stop eating chips and stop having seconds and I can do it. Uh, it was a lot easier, like in my late twenties, early thirties, as closer I get to 40, it seems to be more difficult. Anyway, this is a really drawn out way of telling this really not very interesting story, uh, which is kind of the theme of our podcast. This is but, where we can uh, become unraveled. That's right. So uh, I can't remember. Was it like it was definitely pre-COVID? At some point, I stopped buying potato chips, mm-hmm. and I started buying those uh, veggie chips. Have you seen these? Yes, we have them in our house. Yeah, those things are stupid. <laughs> um, like if you so I the problem was so I, I switched and it didn't make any difference because I still sat down. They're not healthier if you sit down and eat the whole bag. <laughs> and and that's what I would do, right? Like I would be like, oh, I'm going to eat these instead because that's healthier. But because they're healthier, I'll eat the whole stinking bag. And uh, spoiler alert to if you actually go on the nutrition, like I don't know, this today's episode is brought to you in part by Veggie Straws. Um, if you if you look at the like nutrition whatever on the side and parse it out, it's really not meaningfully different. Mm-hmm. Like, cause even like, oh, well in a serving, but then their serving size size is like eight chips or like, like right. get out of here with that stuff. Like all that to say, uh, you have to transform. You got to go. It's not about eating a different chip. It's about not eating chips. Right. That's, you know, it's funny that you said that because I'll, I'll piggyback off this and it's, is that a, is that a, is that a unhealthy joke there? That pig thing? <laughs> well, I am, I am going to kind of, um, uh, <laughs> Do the thing where you're going to you throw know, me under the bus. Well, just where I, maybe I look good and you don't look so good, yeah, which yeah, is like what you. happens when you. we hang out. So my strategy is this, is I, I'm the same way where like, I can't stay out of the chips, can't do it. And so the rule at our house is the only chips that Janelle's allowed to bring home are ketchup chips. And I'm sorry for all of you who are like, take Canadian pride in this. But the reason for that is because ketchup chips are disgusting. They're gross. Look, fight so me, funny. fight me. It's They're so not funny that, good. It's so funny that you say that because I literally had a conversation yesterday uh, with uh, a colleague that uh, and, a, and a friend and a member of our congregation, uh, and uh, she was saying something about getting ketchup chips, and I was like, "Ah, gross!" And she had like, "What? Like, I can't believe it!" Kind of reaction. But like, look, I mean, on this podcast, if nothing, we endeavor to bring you the uh, the truth. And look, we don't we don't pull punches. We just give it to you straight and. Uh, Ketchup chips are gross. If if you like ketchup chips, you're kind of in danger. If they're your favorite chip, there's I don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you. You should probably find a different podcast. Um, that right. all hot, being hot said, take, hot take. <laughs> that being said, ketchup that's is for ten year olds. That's that's my rule. And so recently, uh, the kids have gotten into Pringles. They quite like, and they'll take like these little packs of Pringles. And their lunch, which is fine because I don't go open up those little packs of Pringles. They're for lunches. That's fine. The trouble is, is that a few times where, you know, with all this inflation stuff, those are expensive and it's obviously much more cost effective to buy 
the, the jar and even more so cost effective to buy the extra big jar. And just today, I was finishing off a bunch of those Pringles and I said to Janelle, don't buy these in this format anymore because I know enough about myself. I know enough about my old life that if I keep chips there, there's no amount of just like, well, just don't eat them. Like I can't have it. I can't have it there. I can't deal with the temptation. And so I deal with the frustration instead. Get rid of it. I don't, I can't have it there. You know what? That's a really good uh, illustration on embarking on the change you want, truthfully, because, you know, there's, there are people who will say, well, no, you, their change is learning to deal with the temptation of whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't think that's true. There's a, uh, a quote that I love to use. And I didn't come up with it, but I do take credit for it just because I have no idea where it came from. Well, Taylor, I've got a book right here. We got this as a graduation gift. Yep. It's God's little instruction book for men. And I bet if I open it up to the my bookmark that it will not be on the quote that I thought it was going to be on. But mm-hmm. the, uh, the quote is, Wisdom is the characteristic that keeps you from getting yes. into situations where you need it. Yes. And I, I want to say that again, just to make sure you got it. Wisdom is the characteristic that keeps you from getting into situations where you need it. And part of transformation often includes uh, changing your environment. Right. It's, and changing it can be- the temp- it's changing the temptation. I just want to tell this real quick. I know we're kind of... I think we're all still on the same track. We're talking a little bit more about temptation right now, but I think this is an important point when it comes to transformation. And it's an especially important point when we talk about not falling back into old living. Absolutely. This is is a story I I heard from James McDonald a long time ago. I was going down that same road, so I'll let you go down it. And so this this is it. I just want to say this. So this is the way the story goes. It's, I went for a walk down the street and I fell into a hole and it took me a long time to get out. I didn't know it was there. It's not my fault. The next day, I took a walk down the same street. I fell into the hole. It took me a long time to get out. I knew it was there. It is my fault. The next day, I went down the street. I fell into the hole. Same hole. I got the same hole. I knew it was there. I got out quickly. It's my fault. The next day, I went down the street. Same street. I saw the hole, and I went around it. The next day, I walked down a different street. Because I can't handle going down that street. There's there's something about that hole that keeps sucking me in, and I don't want to be down that hole. And so I know enough about myself that I can't go near it. And that's why if you bring ketchup chips into my house, I won't eat them. But anything else, I'm going to go at it. Again, if you take anything from the podcast today, ketchup chips, man, they're like... Gross. Get rid yeah, of terrib- them. Like, terrible. That is, I, but, but fact, look, that's, that's the wisdom there is that like, you have to understand yourself. Yes. Uh, enough about yourself and your tendencies. And you got to understand what you uh, are and what you want to be and what will get you there. And look, it's not just environment. It could be, there could be, it can be people, right? It could be like, Hey, when I hang out with this group, it's, it's up to no good. And I, and I can't do that. Like, and those are hard decisions and transformation is hard. Change is hard. See, that's the thing. And again, you can circle all back to that and say, well, guys, it sounds like what you're saying is that you need to change yourself. You need to transform yourself. No, you need that's to change the way that you think and you have to change. That's going to change the way that you act and the way that you behave. And then you're, what you're going to find is when the transformation 
of your heart comes that you're not even going to want that. You're not even going to want to go down that path. You're not even going to want to go there because you're so, there was kind of what we were talking about. We've been walking with the spirit, right? It's very yeah. much like that. It's Look, very much like that. If there's one thing that I know about the Lord, it's that he's faithful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I've often say that when we are faithful, he is faithful. Yes. You do your part. That's the hard part. He mm-hmm. is gonna ca- he's gonna take care of his part because he's gonna take care yeah. of his part anyway. Yeah, and his part's the biggest part. Yeah. Yeah. It's that it's that filling of the spirit. It is that transformation that is that is worked out in our sanctification. And uh again, like you say, it's hard, but Jesus does ninety nine percent of the heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh that's that. You know, I feel like uh I feel like this podcast has gone through a radical change from its uh its early days from the first episodes. That's it, eh? It's it is not what it was. We're not going back. That's it. We we've moved we to want Mike's you to come back. We moved to mics and headphones. Oh, that was a good one. Segways. Remember those things? Like the those yeah. things are hilarious. I think we've done enough chasing rabbits. <laughs> no, those things did not work out, man. Those that that just didn't catch on. Oh it's man, like a four thousand dollar way to fall over, man. I'm telling <laughs> yeah. you, that's what I did on them. I never never get on one. Oh man, I get on one and off it real quick. I I made a a quick change from standing up to looking at the ceiling in front of a bunch of people. They made me put a bike helmet on, and man, I needed it. <laughs> <laughs> Should probably still be wearing it. <laughs> wearing now. All right, we're unraveled, man. I think you better pray for us. All right, let's 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 do it. <laughs> <laughs> Great God, uh, thank you, thank you so mm. much for the life change that uh, Jesus died to bring us. Yes. And uh, Lord, you know, we talk about change. We say, oh man, change is hard. And I'll tell you what, the the hard work is is laid out right there in the gospel. Hmm. The hard work is, is that work on the cross. The hard work is the giving of the son hmm. and the hard work is extending forgiveness to an unrepentant people, inviting their repentance hmm. with your forgiveness. Father, may we transform, but may we never be transformers who are hanging out by the tomb and, and falling into the same hole uh, Father, I just pray that we would be a people that uh, were one way and are now completely different and that you are the reason for that change. Mm. It is in the name of Jesus Christ that we always pray and give you thanks. Amen. Amen. And we Amen. are thankful too to our faithful listener. And uh, you know who you are. And so uh, we appreciate you. And uh, we hope that you'll come back. Uh, again next week for more of whatever this is. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, until then, and until I find the stop button on this, uh, keep sticking on the ice, I guess. 